Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk, your podcast that is that jolt of inspiration you need from your SLP that is in the trenches just like you are. If you joined us last week at the speech retreat, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had the best time taking photo booth pictures, doing the contests, chatting in the chat on Zoom. I hope it was the jolt of inspiration you need, and I hope you join us at the next speech retreat in November. I know it's something that you won't want to miss, and everyone that attends keeps coming back for more. So you should join us next time if you haven't attended one yet. Okay, so this week on the podcast... I know the last few episodes have been a lot of interviews since it was a summer series, but since I know many of you are heading back to school or starting to think about going back to school, I don't go back until end of August, Labor Day-ish time, but hey, I know, but I also end end of June, so don't be too jealous of me. Um, so this week, talking all about the things you need as a brand new CF. Now, don't stop listening if you're not a CF. Because if you are new to the schools or just starting a new school year, you might not have thought of some of these. Or maybe you can think of some other ones that I missed. And definitely let me know on my Instagram post or send me a DM. I'd love to hear your, your guys' thoughts. But okay, so all of you brand new grads, congrats. You worked hard for this degree. You worked hard to pass your practice exams, your comps, all those classes, whether it was virtual or in person, right? You guys are rock stars, Okay. You want to feel prepared. You are finally going out on your own and starting your CF. Your CF is not a continuation of your grad program. You are getting a job, okay? So when you're interviewing, you're not saying, hey, are you hiring CFs? It's, hey, 
Are you hiring? And then, hey, by the way, I'm a CF. Okay. I get it. I've been there. Although I've been now a school basis, I'll be starting my 15th year in the schools. And my CFY seems like ages ago. Things I am learning still today are things that I wish I knew back then and things that um, helped me survive my CF. Okay. So number one, the things that I feel are important to make sure that you have as a CF is a planner. Now, you can be a digital girl. You can be a paper girl. I personally am a fan of the Erin Condren planners. I use the teacher one. But I also have been starting to utilize Google Calendar more because I do like those like email notifications. So I kind of been using utilizing both. But it's so important to be organized. As you remember from graduate school and being in the clinic and doing your practicums, time management is key, okay? It is physically impossible to remember it all. Now, do I put detailed lesson plans in my planner? No way. But I always am jotting down if I have meetings and lunch duty and just what materials do I need to prepare for the week or who am I testing that day? I always like to map out my plan for the entire school year in the beginning when things are not so crazy and not so overwhelming. And like, I don't see my students for at least the first few days while I'm scheduling. So while superintendent conference kind of days and PD days, whatever you guys call them, take the time to fill out that plan or fill out a calendar, mark in when you have faculty meetings and when you have lunch day, if you know those different things. And if you have an idea of when triennials are due and this and that, start plugging that in and not only plug in when things are due and when meetings might be held, but plug in when you want to do things. So like, hey, I know that Johnny's IEP needs to be in March. So maybe in February, I need to start testing him, scheduling it, what have you. So start marking down not only due dates, but when are you going to do them? And they'll hold yourself accountable, okay? I always like to mark down not halfway, like half goals, like what are the specific tasks? Don't say like this is for Johnny's IEP. Okay, are you testing him? Are you writing it? Are you sending the, the memos home? Are you? What are you doing in the allotted time? And granted, you might not know specifically what time you might do, but maybe what week are you going to work on that and plug it in for the week? Okay, so just something to think about as you are mapping out your calendar. Obviously, you might not be able to do this over the summer, but researching and brainstorming different planner options. There's several TPT planners available on Teachers Pay Teachers that if that's something you're interested in and checking those out, that's something you can do as well. But I'm more just old school boxes for session plans and a calendar option and go team go. Okay, the key is remembering to write things down and then remember to check it. Guilty as charged. I am always guilty on that one. I don't always check the things I write down. Now, number one was a planner or some sort of system in place for keeping track of dates and also your plans. Number two is a binder. I really like having one of those giant binders to keep all my data sheets and cheat sheets. I keep these cheat sheets for each of my students. It's basically like an IEP at a glance. What's their classification? When are the annual review due dates and triennial due dates? What other services are they getting? What's their birthday? Because how many times do you need to write that thing down? And how many times do you have to like go look that up? Okay, so I like to have one big binder and I get the sticky note binder tabs, the sticky note like divider tabs. So they're just stickers. So I have a section for each student and I keep an attendance sheet. I have a data sheet. I print out their goals and then I have that IEP at a glance. I don't have to look things up each and every time. So I keep that all there. It's on my desk at all times. I can quickly look before a student comes or afterwards and say, wait, wait, what's the goal we're working on again? And jot down their goals. I do tend to take data as a group 
using a group data form that I have that's free on my Teachers Pay Teacher store. I'll put the link in the show notes. You do that for a day, laminate it, and then transfer that into my data binder. Um, something I'm planning to try to implement more this year is utilizing the SLP Elevate data tool that we have available in the Elevate membership that all members get access to, to try to keep things more digital and not have so much paper trails. And it will hold me accountable to do, take better data anyway, since it has like a data tracker and I can plug in all, all the things that I keep in my summary at a glance, the cheat sheet, it's all available to have digitally. So I'm hoping to eventually wean off the data binder. But just like the planner, I do still like having the paper available to me as well. So I might utilize both. I don't know yet. I might just print out the charts that I'm able to uh, generate inside of SLP. All right. Now, number three, this one might be a little controversial. A good black pen. Hear me out now. I'm not kidding. We sign our names a lot. Okay, so why not have a good pen? And why black? Many Medicaid forms do require black pens and black ink. So why not just stick with that color for now? Don't get me wrong. I love writing my lesson plans and writing in my fun purple flare pens. I'm not knocking the flare pens. I have my stash, but I always have a good black pen available and tons of them I buy buy in bulk. So I have them all ready to go and I never run out. And don't you dare take my good pen during an IEP meeting. I hold that thing close to me. (laughs) <laughs> I always bring one like clearly looks different than everyone else's. So I know it's mine when like if it accidentally gets passed around the, the room for signing like the attendance sheet. Oh, but yes, having a really good pen, it writes nicely. That makes you feel like confident and important for what you're jotting down when you're signing that eventually CCC SLP, a good pen. Okay, number four, a watch. Yes, most classrooms have clocks on their walls, but my therapy room doesn't. Okay, so I always need to have a watch on me, especially if I'm running around making photocopies or something. I need to know if it's time for me to go pick up those kids. It holds me accountable, make sure that my timing through my session is okay. You never know where you're sitting with the clock is in the room. And I don't know about you, but the clocks in my building are not the same in each and every room. And they always seem to be broken. So you don't want students waiting for you. You don't want teachers being like, where is she? What have you? So or sending kids back too early or having kids sending back too late. Having a good watch that's aligned with like iPhone time standards, I highly recommend making sure you always have a watch. I don't know about you. I always feel like naked if I don't have a watch on me. Okay. And lastly, comfortable shoes. Yes. I was that girl in the beginning of my career who wore high heels because I thought, because I'm five foot and I look young and I was working in a high school, but I have like messed up toes for like the rest of my life because of that. Okay. So I don't recommend it. Just because you're short, act confident, you'll appear taller. Okay. So. My feet are still hurting from that. So even if you love heels and you want to feel look professional, have a comfy pair of shoes like stored in your desk or somewhere or in your car. Okay. I've had flip-flops break on me and had to walk around like with busted like shoes all day. Always keep an alternate pair. If shoes can break, have an extra pair. If shoes are hurting, always have a stash of band-aids if you need to like, you know, get blisters on your feet. You're going to be on your feet a lot, whether it's running to the bathroom or running to pick up kids, running to a quick photocopy machine run in between sessions. You might be traveling to different schools. Whatever you're doing, make sure that you have some nice comfy shoes. I know many SLPs love their teaks. I love my Uggs or my Toms, any comfortable shoe and sneaker, like a nice uh, slip-on shoe that can get you through the tough days, okay? If your feet are comfy, everything will be smooth ever since. So I hope you agreed with these five things that I feel you need as a CF. If I'm am missing something important, notice I didn't say anything about therapy materials. Didn't mention a laminator, didn't mention an iPad, anything like that. So you might not agree with me, but let me know. Send me a DM, um, send me an email. Let me know what you think. But I always have a joke. So what type of music are balloons scared of? Pop music. 
ching. Until next week, everyone, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.